Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. You're listening to AI Audible, the new narrated article podcast from the Anfield Index podcast channel. Strange Merseysides, Liverpool 1, Everton 1, by Carl Kopak. I would have been a bit disappointed at 1-0, to be honest. That sounds mealy-mouthed, doesn't it? Being all sniffy at a one-goal win against the other lot from across the park. But such was the paucity of Everton's defence and attack, including the slowest forward line in their history, that I wanted at least four by half-time. They were begging to be put away, absolutely begging. At a snowy Merseyside and Big Sam with his aerial plus yard dog proclivities and it made the perfect storm. So much so that even 1-0 would have felt like we'd missed out on something. Jurgen Klopp decided not to play the first team. Manny complained about his selections pre-kickoff and though I certainly raised a Roger Moore-esque eyebrow at it, I decided to hold my tongue. Being that this was the man who conjured up the notion of Ginny as a left-sided centre-back, a gamble which paid out, I decided to hold my views and see what the fates had to say about it. The strategy seemed a fairly straightforward one. Solanke, Alexander Oxlade-Chamberlain and Milner are sturdier, more robust players than Firmino and Coutinho, so Sunday's side was all about the fight. After all, if your side isn't going to win the actual football side of things, you kick your way to parity and bully them. This has been Everton's plan for years, going right back to the mid-90s and Joe Royal's Dogs of War Blues. Maybe Jürgen was prepared for that eventuality and brought in the lads with the thicker necks for just that reason. As it transpired, it wasn't needed, for Everton had no interest in kicking us at all. The only thing they wanted to kick was the ball into the main stand, many, many, many times. Seriously, how many times did they do that? It got to the point where I honestly wondered if the keeper was trying to pick out a mate who had a ticket in the stand so he could feel part of it, make the game more interactive-like. Their plan was one of dogged resistance only. There's nothing wrong with trying to put eight players in your own penalty area, as long as you're happy with seeing the ball coming back time and time again. Their one attacking outlet spent most of his time in our half trying to curtail the activities of the frankly magnificent Joe Gomez. Rooney spent more time marking Robertson than vice versa, while Calvert-Lewin saw less of the ball than Jordan Pickford's mate in the stand. It worked too. The Reds huffed and puffed, but Everton wouldn't give us space behind them thanks to their deep position, nor would they come out to play. So what do you do when faced with that? Simple. You go to your genius. Well, if you've got one. Liverpool have. A drop of the shoulder, a sweep of the foot, and the onslaught begins. Or should have done. 
Sadio should have given Mo a second, of course, but the Reds were in control and it looked like we'd be protecting that 18-year unbeaten Anfield derby record. But it should have been more. A 1-0 win should be a win for them. We have so much more. The substitutions made no sense at all. Salah was tired, but the game isn't won when he goes off, and he could win it on his own. Nearly did, in fact, yet he goes off. Not Sadio, who was poor, or Solanke, who just didn't get the space he needed. They stayed on, while the team was a genius then. Then the narrow win turns into the unluckiest of draws. Their lad runs into Lovren, falls over, and the ref gives them an early Christmas present. Allardyce claimed it was a penalty, as our lad had hands or something, but it was a nonsense. As a mate of mine said today, if you fall into somebody, your automatic reaction is to put your hands up to protect yourself. There was no push, from Lovren at least, but the ref was in a charitable mood. You can call it naive, but ultimately, the referee shat it. It should only have been a consolation goal in the same way that last week's non-penalty was nothing more than a single frown on a day of smiles in Brighton, but this game had no five-goal margin with which to play about. The manager faced criticism, and though it's easy to view all of this in hindsight, it's more than fair to ask just why so much of our first team were rested for a mundane game with West Brom. The bottom line is that you play your strongest side for the derby regardless of their level of tiredness, your fixture schedule, the weather or how many games Dom Solanke has started. You don't fuck about with the derby. The derby matters more. Of course, if the referee grew some bollocks, we would be standing here talking about yet another derby win, so there's that to consider. But this shouldn't have been about a narrow win. Everton were abject, John Joe Kenny aside. And we should have built on the last three games. The manager wasn't pleased at the end and accused Everton of not trying to win. They didn't, of course, but that late goal was their win. They were out Sunday night on the strength of it, while Reds may have been in the same bars, mumbling obscenities under our breaths. And it seemed such a waste. Chelsea's shock defeat, United's predictable one, and Arsenal's near miss should have made this the happiest of weekends for the Reds. Instead, we're here, shouting at thin air and hoping Craig Pawson's boiler bursts on Christmas Eve. Sunday was more about frustration rather than sorrow. Everton got the breaks. We helped them out a bit too, but hopefully we can learn something from the day. And if Jurgen goes into next season's home derby thinking how we threw away this one, then the day has not been totally in vain. A nicely measured response from Carl, I think, to be fair, considering how high emotions were running from some people uh, in quite ludicrous ways, to be honest as well. It, it was, as Carl says, uh, a game that should have been won comfortably, a game in which we contributed very much in our own way to our own downfall, a game in which you could pick out your bogeyman and you could pick out uh, any number of people at whom to point fingers if you so wished. But it is a game nonetheless that at the end of it, resulted in a point on a very bad weekend for our opposition and like again as it says in the piece here from Carl it does stick in the craw that we shouldn't have the opportunity or that we didn't take the opportunity to claw two points further in our well what are we doing what is what is the goal here when you look at Manchester City move so far ahead you kind of have to quietly assume that the league is probably beyond us and probably everybody else so what is it worth doing we want to stay in, we want to keep in in this group and be nicely nestled in it when it comes to the end of the season. And if that seems like a lowering of standards or an acceptance of mediocrity, then I don't think you really have much of a grasp on reality because that would represent progress for a team 
whose recent seasons have not been exactly flush with success. So if we can manage to finish in that top four on the back of, you know, brilliant results and the occasional frustrating one like this one, and perhaps put a little run together uh, in the Champions League, although I really wish Simon Mignolet and the lads would stop talking about how we've gotten a good draw, that will come back and bite people on the arse. What? What is that? Anyway, let's hope that the Derby Day disappointment isn't too much of a downer in the overall scheme of things. We've got some football coming up, folks, and let's hope the Reds are rolling through it with wins and goals aplenty. Thank you for listening to AI Audible. You can read this episode's article along with many others on AnfieldIndex.com. You can download our AI channel app on iOS and Android. And you can find all our AI Audible episodes on Twitter at AI Audible and on AnfieldIndex.com.